It is the hype cast for the Nebraska-Colorado game. Take two, because the first hype cast existed, but the game did not. Nebraska did not play Akron. First game of the year is now the Colorado game. It is Friday afternoon. And again, we think Nebraska will be kicking off its season. I'm Mike Schaefer, joined by Michael Brunts, Brian Christofferson. Gentlemen, are you ready to watch football in the stadium in which you're sitting in instead of seven hours of nothing? The uh, the game was fake, but the hype was real. So our hype counted last week. Yes. Okay. I suppose that's fair. The uh, All of our prop bets, all of our season predictions, everything ruined. Yes. Tunnel Walk was hype, though. There was Tom Osborne. There was Grant Wistrom. There was... A Macavica. There was Lights. There was Macavica. So it, it was... Sue stopped by? Yes. People weren't booing. They were suing. <laughs> nice. I don't know why I laughed at that so hard. That was... It's corny. Yeah, it's I corny. know what your sense of humor is. Yeah. You're a dad now. I get dad jokes. Dad jokes. Colorado, though. Yeah. I, this is a, this is a going to be a fun matchup, I think. These are similar teams in, in how they play and what they try to do. Uh, similar in that they have some skill position guys who can really make a defense pay if they aren't sound and we're probably going to see that on saturday what are some of the things you are looking for in this game specific to nebraska colorado that you did not get to see because there was no game last week i think a lot of what i will be looking for this week was also what i looked for last week however facing forward i think uh I'm curious to see how Nebraska's young guys deal with a, a opponent that can really beat them if they play well. I mean, I know a little offense to Akron. Um, that really wasn't a game that should have scared them. But I, I think Colorado, after seeing a little bit of them last week, I think is better than maybe what we gave them credit for um, back in June or July. So... Um, Adrian Martinez is going to be challenged by a 3-4 defense. It's going to give him a lot of different looks. Uh, they're going to have to win matchups outside at wide receiver. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's going to be, again, how, how does Adrian Martinez handle things? Because everybody says he was ready to go. We'll never know uh, with Akron. But uh, he, he's going to face a tall test here. Test. 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 Testing. I want to see if they can uh... – makes Steven Montez uncomfortable in this game because Colorado State obviously did not. He had more incompletions, <laughs> I bet, at a Tuesday practice yeah. than he did against Colorado yeah, State. Yeah, we, we've seen some seven-on-seven drills at Nebraska where we would be pretty darn impressed if a guy threw 22 out of 25 against air. And he was 22 of 25 in an actual game uh, for 338 yards. And he had a dude, LaVisca, is his first name, who had 11 catches for, what, 211 yards, averaged more than yeah. 19 yards a catch. So they've got big play threats and explosive, some explosive guys on the outside. And we knew Montez was going to be pretty good going into this season. I think he was viewed as one of the strengths of their team. Probably not a guy who's going to get too rattled by the atmosphere at Nebraska. He's played in some big stadiums. So, But if you can make it where a quarterback gets happy feet, no matter how long you've been playing this game, uh, you can force them into some mistakes and get a couple turnovers. So I want to see if, if that can happen. Yeah, and, and the thing on Montez last year is that 
he would turn the ball over. And so he he did, and one of his incompletions was picked off already this year, one of the three incompletions. Uh, so I think Nebraska is certainly going to be out to, to force the issue and, and force some of those turnovers, whether it's you pry the ball loose for the fumble or you tip something in the air and one of the guys behind you is able to come down with it. That's going to be a big part of this game is, is winning that turnover battle and, and avoiding giving the ball away yourself. I mean, and it's not any sort of rocket science explanation there, but it's what Nebraska's going to have to do. I think this is going to be a close game. I, I expect it to be a one-score game uh, sort of throughout the contest. I don't know if anyone's going to be able to pull away too much. Some of that, you know, I was thinking to myself, if Nebraska had played Akron and they had won as we had expected relatively easily, Colorado did what they did to Colorado State, would I still expect it to be a one-score game? I don't know. It's there's just so many unknowns when you haven't seen Nebraska play yet, and you do have a little inclination of what Colorado is going to do. Just sets up for a uh, a really fun game. I, you know, last week I had you go over the players you wanted to see. You didn't even get to see them unless they were on the kick return, which we haven't even verified because we were terrible at our jobs. One play we couldn't even cover it well. What are we doing here? JD Spillman looked all right. <laughs> Uh, I, w- I was disappointed in JD. You wanted him to take it to the house, and well, then... John, let's show some hops. Let's get up there like twenty feet in the air and catch that thing and run it back. What would have happened? The if hypothetical he scenario: if he returned it for a <laughs> touchdown yeah. and the game, the game got canceled or you know paused or whatever, that would have been interesting to me. He's like running it back a hundred yards, and there's just lightning flashing everywhere around. He's him. running it, and Bush Hug is running after him, <laughs> trying to point him to get into the locker room. That would have been fun. Disappointing that didn't happen. Yeah, really. that's that's what we would have wanted out of this. The, the thing I'm curious about, and I think I mentioned this last week, the, the line play is going to be big in this one. Nebraska's going to have to run the ball in, in this game because I don't think you want. And, and Troy Walter said this today. You know, Nebraska's not going to be able to just have AJ Martinez drop back 40 times and expect to win this game. This is a big one for the offensive line to show that they can establish the run, be physical against a pretty good front seven, I think, uh, from what we saw last week against Colorado State. So, you know, from talking to players this week, everybody said they were prepared. They said that, you know, they felt good about the game plan. But Greg Austin pointed out, you know, the, the, the tough part for Nebraska not playing last week was they, they still don't know for sure where they are as a team and, and where guys are at, how they're going to react to you know, the play in front of them, not looking like how it's supposed to and, and making adjustments on the fly. So I, I think offensively the biggest question for me is whether or not the, that, that offensive line can establish itself early because it, it's a lot of one-on-one blocks with the, the, the odd front that they're going to run. They're going to have to win those, those you know, one-on-one battles and, you know, it's, it's the first test for this offensive line that's thin and, and needs to prove itself this year. The thing about Colorado is even though they do have a game under their belt, they haven't been stressed yet either. So they, they would be in that same scenario where, you know, if Nebraska could put a, together a drive right away and get ahead of them, you know, for the first time this season, that team, which is trying to rebound from a bad year last year, has to figure itself out on the field too like okay what do we do now that we're in a tight spot so even though it's their second game I do think that's an advantage but I I think it's it's something where if Nebraska can hit them in the mouth early and that crowd just kind of builds that noise builds um, it'll still be interesting to see how Colorado responds to that because they haven't been put there yet this year 
One guy that we didn't talk about last week, and we haven't talked about a lot during fall camp, but Travis Fisher mentioned, and he spoke to the media this week, Aaron Williams has had two really good weeks of practice. He is apparently back to flying around and being a guy that Travis Fisher is practicing and responding like a senior, performing as he would expect a senior would, having the sort of leadership roles and and conversations in a position room that a senior would. I got the sense from Travis Fisher he's pretty excited that Aaron Williams is ready to go, and this is someone that they're going to turn loose a little bit. That secondary is just going to be fascinating how they figure out where they're going to put some of these dudes and how they can use them. And if we could even see a weird hybrid three safety look at times because they want to get Antonio Reed and Trey Neal and Aaron Williams all on the field together. Yeah, and we talked last week about the corners of any position on the field needing to have a good opener. And I think we were all kind of probably in our minds thinking, like, well, they should be able to against Akron. I hope Terry Bowden's not a listener to this. He's going to just think we're insulting his team left and right. But He's um, a regular hype caster. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, we thought they would probably, that'd be a game where you'd think they'd have success. But now this is a real test here. You got a guy who had 200 yards last week. You've got some power five type receivers on the outside. And Lamar, DiCaprio, the young guns, Cam Taylor and Braxton Clark. This is the opener now, and that that it, if there's one position where I think you'd wish Nebraska had one game, it was that cornerback spot. But alas, we are not in that situation. They don't have it, and they got to be they got to be ready to go. Uh, offensively, I think there's going to be some opportunities for Nebraska to move the ball through the air. I, I think the Colorado Colorado's defense last year was not good. I mean, that was They're the undoing terrible. of that team. They were. They were not good. It would have been interesting, the 2017 defense of Nebraska versus the Colorado defense. It could have been a very high-scoring game right there. It would have been like a high school fight where guys just circle around each other <laughs> in the hall, like, man, you better not, you know, and nothing ever quite happens. Oh, that's that's a really good analogy. I like right. that. Well done. Thanks. So I, I think that Nebraska, Stanley Morgan, J.D. Spielman, Mike Williams, they're going to have some opportunities to make plays. A couple guys – uh, you know, Jack Stoll, this game means quite a bit to him, the opportunity to play his home state team, who he says he didn't consider particularly strong in his uh, his recruitment. You know who his, who his recruiter was? For Was it Troy Walters? It was Troy Walters. Well, then everything uh, <laughs> everything worked out quite well. Yep. For Just like they drew for Jack up. Stoll. Jack Stoll, JoJo Doman, mm-hmm. the the mo- most notable guys expected to play. Uh, yeah, Eric Lee, Avery Anderson. I'm trying to think of other Colorado. Yeah, there was a caveat. In there. Yeah, I know. Jake Winemaster, I guess. Yeah, Jake Winemaster. Oh. Winemaster's probably from the, the closest to, to those guys, I think. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's going to be fun for a lot of reasons. Ryan Held talked about the game on Wednesday, and for him, he said that they were the biggest rivals when he was – at Nebraska as a walk-on during the, the storied period period of the 90s. Like, that was a team they really wanted to beat. That was a team that they felt was closest to them in terms of talent and ability. And he called those games wars, and he's hoping to experience that on Saturday. Should we get into some predictions? That's what's, you want some picks to click? Maybe maybe one? Yeah, let's, let's, let's do that. We won't do prop bets this week because we need to get a game under. Mm-hmm. That way okay. people – you know, have something to draw off of. Don't want to stress anybody in the podcast out too much. Have to make. You were the one rubbing your many... temples trying to dream up prop bets last week. Oh, 
as usual, our show notes for preparation weren't particularly strong. So, yes. okay. Picks to click. Offense and a defensive player, is that fair? Yes. yes. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Tyron Ferguson on defense. Did you my... pick him last week? Yeah, or you just... maybe. I don't You're know. You're running it back. I don't remember if I did or not. Brunch, just run his segment from Akron back. <laughs> just say Colorado, Colorado. instead of Akron. <laughs> no, I, I think uh, Buffs. I mean, whatever I said last week probably applies this week, but Tyron Ferguson is the guy who we probably didn't write about enough the entire offseason who maybe had the best offseason of anybody on the roster. If you think about a guy who's hardly played, and here he's going to be a starter at outside backer. And when you talk about getting pressure on Montez, I think of the guys like Gifford and Ferguson being a big part of that, whether it's through uh, blitzes or just whatever they dream up on defense. So I'll say him. I'm going to take one of the the cornerbacks. Nebraska's going to need a good game out of their entire secondary, but Lamar Jackson gets a test right away, first game, really, I guess, of of 2018. And so we'll see if he is new and improved or just simply better than last year with a different scheme, if he's helped out, if he's more aggressive, if he's going and attacking the ball, trying to force turnovers. We're going to learn a lot about Lamar Jackson on Saturday and – I think he's going to be ready for it. Defensively, I'm going to say that I'm going to go with Luke Gifford. Uh, I don't remember if I picked him last week. I may have, but uh, had to wait another week to get back on the field. I think this is a, a game where it's going to be really important um, to, to make Steven Montez uncomfortable because uh, you know he was basically sitting in the pocket last week against Colorado State with a drink in his hand. Uh, finding wide open wide receivers. So very very open rules in the state of Colorado. Yes, open container laws <laughs> on the field. Um, so I I'll go with Gifford. I think he's he's poised for a turnover. And uh, no, actually I, I think I said Carlos Davis last week because I predicted a strip sack. Yeah, it was did, very which, specific, which didn't happen. So I'm going to say a Luke Gifford interception underneath. Uh, Will be it be one-handed play. like the spring game where he had the other hand in the cast? No. He no cast. Both hands. He won't yes. have a club on his Two hand? Two hands. No, he's not going to have a club <laughs> on his hand. Well, I, I only asked if it would be one-handed. I didn't say that he had a club. I'll say two. Okay. Both hands, interception, Luke Gifford. Yes. Okay, offense. I will say uh, Divino Zigbo. I mean, he's had a he's had a good camp. He's an or with Greg Bell as the top running back. This just feels like a Ziggy type of game. I think you were saying you thought maybe a Nebraska Oregon game from two years, a game kind of like that. Remember who had a big day that day? He did have one, a big day. One that Divino day. Zigbo. Uh, it just seems like a guy who's as motivated as he's ever been to play a football season since he's been here. And I I think he's a guy who could grind out some tough yards in a tough game. I like that Zigbo pick. I'm going to go with Jack Stoll. Getting to play against his home state team. Nebraska is going to use the tight end a lot this year. It starts in week two, which is actually week one, in a very weird P.J. Fleck-esque way, I guess, if you think about it. Mm -hmm. That was week zero. This is week one. Yep. And I think Jack Stoll scores a touchdown. I'm going to go with Stanley Morgan. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, opportunities for one-on-one wins on the outside, and I I think he's going to win his share. So I'm going to go with uh, Stanley Morgan. All right. For my pick to click. Score predictions and one bold prediction to go with it. Brian? Uh, okay. Um, Nebraska 34, Colorado 29. 
Why do you you keep picking the same numbers I have in my head? <laughs> is that what you stop had? letting you go first? Is that what you had? Well, I have Nebraska thirty-two, Colorado twenty-nine. But it's weird that we both numbers? have twenty-nine, which is it not is a very, very strange. You know, I normal pic- number. I picture it being thirty-four to twenty-three in Colorado scoring late, and then <laughs> track, the going two. for two. I like and then the, the onside added. kick failing. That's a yeah. that's a very specific prediction. I like but um, I guess let's do something with Adrian Martinez. I'll say that. Adrian Martinez throws for two touchdowns and has one pick. So he starts off two to one in the TD to INT ratio. Nebraska 32, Colorado 29. 29, the favored number of uh, Colorado predictions on Think this for podcast. Yourself. I, I tried. <laughs> I went with a very odd number. And Stop being still... polite and letting him go first is the yeah, lesson. That's, that's a mistake. My bold prediction Barrett Pickering comes through. Big Whoa. kick in a close game. Pickering doing the kickering. So it's, yep. <laughs> it's 29 all, maybe? Could be. 29 Something. all. Barrett Pickering winds up 47-yard a field 57 goal. 57-yarder? Uh, 47. That's specific. Is yeah. it 47-yarder? 47-yarder. Okay. Drills it. Dead center. Never in doubt. Okay. Pickering carried off the field. First career game. Does he do like the... Like a little pistol, you know, thing like at the Colorado. No, he silent. strikes me as a very, uh, very confident guy. He doesn't do anything. He knew he was going to make it. Doesn't need to show it up. Yeah, I like it. Just lets his teammates mob him. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Nebraska 37, Colorado 30, 29, 31. Bruns oh. <laughs> ruins it. Uh, I think it's going to be a one possession game. I think Nebraska will have to make a defensive stand at some point late in the game, and they get it done. And I think for a bold prediction. You already have on record a Luke Gifford two-handed interception. I know. So we're, we're making it tough on you. I didn't feel like that was very bold, though. It wasn't. Uh, I'm going to say that you see a Miles Jones touchdown in this game. Freshman, touchdown, Miles Jones mm-hmm. in some form or fashion. Longhouse long call? or You really want to make it bold, you got to pick between special teams, receiving, or running. I'll say, so. I'll say running. How many yards? 25. 25 yards. All right. The, you're, you're, is that bold enough? Yeah, it's good enough. In a new tunnel walk song, or is it going to be the same? Uh, oh, I like this. The jungle. I think it'll be a new one. We, they've done, new one? They've done Come Together, and they've done Jungle by X Ambassadors, yeah. right? Yeah, that's what you guys told me. I didn't. I knew the song, but I didn't know who did it. I think in honor of it being Colorado, they will do Float On by Modest Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> get the people going. <laughs> I like that song, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, who doesn't? Kind of get everybody kind of in a deep thinking mood. Yeah, is <laughs> the rain pitter patters. You feel free to throw your <laughs> random song predictions out there. I didn't think of a song. I think it'll be a different song. I do, but I don't know what. You got a different song? Off no, the I think it'll be the same. I I think they'll go with the same one. Brunt's going late. They're like they didn't. Act, well, they didn't actually play. They're like, yeah, just, yeah. They're like, yeah, we can use we the don't same really one again. Have to do a new, we're, This this song doesn't have the smelly stench of a loss yet. We're just gonna keep. Uh, what if it just goes back to? <laughs> it just goes back to the serious. Like they don't um, even. I mean, they just did it that one time, got everybody all jazzed up, and then it's just back to what it used to be. I I don't. I I think it's. I think they'll go with the same one. I don't think that another one has been produced. I will be prepared to be surprised if they play like, back in black or something like that. You've heard it here. That sounded like somebody who knows some things. (laughs) (laughs) 
they, I, I do have to say, in practice this week, though, they've been, like, heavy on the Metallica. Like, in, like, early 80s Metallica, too. So They're in concert this I'm, week, right? Yeah, like I'm it. hoping for maybe something off of Ride the Lightning. I, w- I would be okay with that. Okay. All right, well, we will come back at you maybe after the game this week. With a uh, wrap-up podcast. After Colorado scored 29 points. Yes. It's just a question how many Nebraska gets. Yes, that's exactly it. So we will, uh, we'll be back with you, with the Husker 24-7 wrap-up podcast. we got so many podcasts now. What the hell? Yeah, I don't know. This is ridiculous. That, that, I think that one's still TBD, isn't it? Or are we, are we doing it for sure? Well, we don't know. Let's have this discussion on air in the other <laughs> podcast. I'm kidding. but yeah. Well, we'll figure it out. Yeah. If there's something you can listen to, listen to it. If not, you'll hear us again next week with the Nebraska 24-7 podcast. And as always, you can catch all of our stuff at Husker247.com.